I'm excited to talk with you. I'm really excited to talk to you too. I mean, I'm really, it's like, I was just on the phone with my girlfriend. I was like, I can't wait to talk to Susan because she helps put things in fucking perspective. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> it's just intense. And I'm really struggling with understanding like, you know, the role of apathy and because there's like this, this desperate, and I mean desperate, like, I mean, it's so intensely interwoven within me that I no longer have the, um, the ability to be apathetic, to turn a blind eye to anything that's going on. Like even within myself of like, oh, I haven't been journaling or I haven't been writing or when was the last time I was with my sisters? Like there's a part of me that feels like this so strong of a need to be like, I don't have that luxury of staying silent anymore or looking the other way and being like, oh, well, I'll get to it eventually. Like it doesn't seem like it's, that choice is available to me any longer. It sure does come from a place of privilege to mm -hmm. be like, oh, absolutely, it doesn't affect me. So absolutely. Uh, we were talking before about how Mars is on the South node in Aquarius. And I've been saying for a while that that's, there's a trap in there about detaching to the point that you convince yourself that, oh, this is just how life is or, or yeah, you do, you do. Don't jump into the hole. Does that make sense? So you just cut in and out for a second. So you were saying like that there's the trap of not jumping into the hole, that you can witness it without jumping in. Well, South Node is where we shouldn't be, okay? Because right. we want to head in the direction of North Node, which is in Leo now. So South Node is you shouldn't be here, and Mars is on it too. So it's like, here's a hole I shouldn't jump into, and then we go, Whoop, and we all jump into it. Mm -hmm. and, and the trap of South Node and Aquarius, I've been saying, and this is just my opinion, is the trap would be to detach yourself to the point that you convince yourself you don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm out. Mm -hmm. This doesn't, th I'm not connected to this. Right. And uh, I don't know, personally for me, whenever I'm saying that, but then people really are detaching to the point where they convince themselves they don't care. Right. I'm like, oh, God, no, don't do it. But they are. They're doing it. Yeah, they're choosing it. Yeah, and I think that's very difficult to witness of like that just detachment of like, okay, well, how is that the possibility and when, where are you going to be willing to choose to not detach? And is it, is it the opposite, like to go with the scenario of like, there's a hole and jumping into it. Is there a time and what creates this time where you walk down the street and there is a pothole in front of you and you go, Oh, that's a pothole. I'm going to walk around it. I'm not going to fall into it. And I'm not going to believe like, Oh, I'm immune to this. This doesn't impact me. Like, even though the rest of the world's carrying on above me while I'm in this pothole, you know, like, what are the opportunities that create that? Or what are the choices that we can be making that would create that? Well, I think that you have to admit that, first of all, let's be clear, detaching, I don't mean detaching, uh, like there's non-attachment. Non-attachment right. is, you know, I don't know what's gonna come from this, but I'm mm -hmm. gonna stay engaged and let it unfold how it wants to. I'm talking about detaching as in apathy. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, there's, there's a real risk of contagion of apathy. Absolutely. Once, if I feel like nobody cares about me, I'm not going to care about anybody else like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of privilege in, in carrying that apathy of like, oh, well, I don't have to care about anybody else. Or my favorite right now is like, well, that doesn't impact me. Well, that's not part of my work to do. So therefore, I don't need to pay attention to it. And I, I think because I'm an empath and because I feel things for the collective so intensely, I am having a very difficult time understanding that. I'm like, well, how is that even an option? to not feel that, to not be aware of it. Right, Aubrey, because what if something like that, whatever they're talking about, does end up impacting you? Right. Wouldn't you want other people to go, look what's happening to Aubrey? Yeah. Somebody yeah. do something, somebody do something. Right, and I think I'm learning is very much like, oh, but that's not necessarily how everybody else carries themselves in the world. And does that mean like they're, our hope is to go towards that trajectory of the North node in Leo. Like, is that the trajectory that we need to be aiming for? And if that is the trajectory, what are the choices that we can be making that help propel us in that way? Because like, there's going to be potholes to fall into all over. And there is this opportunity to detach. And I know it's a personal commitment to say, fuck, no, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. I won't risk it. Like, but that's not for everybody to choose, unfortunately. 
Well, North Node in Leo, my opinion, is it would be remaining heart open, mm -hmm. heart engaged, connected through joy and laughter and creativity together, right? Mm -hmm. Like not turning off. But the node is gonna go into cancer in November. Mm. Then we're really gonna be, it's gonna be individually finding a way to feel safe and at home in the world when the world is kind of crumbling. Mm -hmm. South node Capricorn. So set when South node is in Capricorn, same deal. It's where we shouldn't be, which means probably people are gonna wanna go get there. They're yeah. gonna fall into it. And right. falling into it would be, would be running back into cages. Mm -hmm running back into control systems because that's how you feel safe when mm -hmm. really you should be out here creating a new way of feeling at home and safe in the world that's very vulnerable and exposing so when people are having a hard time staying engaged and staying out here in the open um that concerns me because we're just getting started yeah and i think it brings up such a valid point about the vulnerability piece of like that there's such deep patternings taking place here where we have sought quote unquote safety and security and like this is what comfort is and i'm using quotations heavily there and like tricked ourselves or bought into this storyline of like oh well if i stay in this job then i'll get the 401k and then i'll be safe or if i stay in this relationship because they pay my bills or we have this house then I am, there's comfort with this. Or if I act out the way that my parents taught me to act out, then like that's acceptable because that's what I've been raised with. And there's a settling in that, right? Inherently. And like to meet that with like, oh, vulnerability is actually having to look at those patterns and look at those storylines and really decipher like, do I want to pick that up? Do I want to hold those true? Like I feel that very, it's, intense and it requires somebody to take a lot of bravery with themselves and a lot of bravery and trust with the collective of like okay i'm acting out of patterns and i'm willing to say this is the pattern that i'm seeing this is the cage that i once lived in where i believed that like you grow up you get married and you have kids and that's what you fall into and like that's all that as a woman i should be wanting to achieve right like that was a storyline i was raised with and then now in the place where I'm currently at of like, oh, and achieving that there's a lot of settling that I've done inherently without even thinking about it. And my vulnerability piece now, it can come through by being like, actually, this doesn't feel true to me. Actually, I have to create my own career. Actually, I have to create my own life with raising a child on my own. Like, and what is that look like? And can I say that out loud to other people and allow them to experience that with me in some aspect? Mm -hmm. I, I think that I would, I've been able to start uh, taking myself out of those control systems mm -hmm. once I understood that they're in place on purpose to suppress us. Yeah. They're there to keep us small. They're there to keep us quiet. They're there to keep us in lockstep for, and we're being used for our labor and our consumption. Right. Right. Like right. The, stay working within the same system, right. buy more and more things that we're telling you is important. And meanwhile, we're like, I feel dead inside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Completely emotionally avoid. Like it's, there's nothing there. Yeah. Completely. Yep. You've named it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I agree with you. Like the more you realize that that is suffering, that I think the more it becomes no longer tolerable. And I think it's been sugarcoated so sweetly to be like, oh, well, if you you know what, I know you have that Toyota, but if you just had a Mercedes, then you would feel a lot better about your life. Yeah. Or, oh, you know, I know you have that house that only has two bedrooms, but if you had a five bedroom house, it would be a lot better mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. And like the sugar coating of it is so sweet and so enticing. That's like, oh, well, if I just, let me just try this out. Let me just see if eating a filet mignon instead of a hamburger will feel better in my body. Like, well, there's still some sort of like deception there of like, you were buying into something that is inherently set up in place to keep us small. And that place of being kept small is very hard for a lot of people to look at. Like, well, where are the places that I actually keep myself small? Where are the places I'm not holding integrity and like exposing myself in the grand scheme of life? 
and with and within that with taking that further within that whole method of look at this cage i built for you it's made out of gold like ooh, right. gold. Mm -hmm. get right in that right right along with that is instilled that this is the only place you're going to be safe right do this and you'll be safe and like oh okay that sounds good but then i mean really think about that that means if you decide to go outside that cage you're going to die mm -hmm. you won't make it. you can't make it on your own right. i went through that when i left corporate america i was mm -hmm. just like Oh God, I'm going down. And then I'm like, hold on a second. You think maybe that's on purpose? That okay. that is that's been something that's been put on your in your head on purpose. If you leave here ever, you're going down. In fact, I was told that. I was told if you ever leave this position, I was vice president of a company for 18 mm -hmm. years. Um, if you leave, you're gonna have a real life lesson in survival. And at the time I was like, no, I'll be fine. But now when I think about that, I'm like, I was literally told if you leave this cage, you will go down. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't be the only one. I can't no. be the only one who's told that. No, I went through that leaving a corporate job. I went through that leaving an abusive relationship where it's like, oh, well, if you leave this, then you're never going to, one, you're never going to find love again. Or two, you're just going to be alone the rest of your life. Or three, like, this is as good as it's going to get. And like that, that pulling that fish hooking of like wanting to happen of like, oh, buy into this belief that you will not be inherently okay, prosperous, abundant, loved on your own. And it's such right. a thing that is so deeply ingrained in this. And then it comes back to that conversation that I think that we've all had over and over again, where it's like the, the, the storyline in the back of the brains is I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I can't survive. Right. And then we buy into, we grasp into anything that looks remotely like it could pull us out of that, whether it be a relationship or clothes or a car or a job, like it does not matter. And then we become immune to feeling like the true tragedies of not being vulnerable with ourselves and with our communities. Right. And then that keeps us silent. That keeps us disengaged from each other. That keeps us in our little boxes while mm -hmm. people right next to us are in shadows alone with no resources and no help. We're not engaged with each other. Right. We're in our little cages. Right. That's on purpose. Yes. Yeah. And so we're going to see more and more as the nodes change, as Jupiter goes into Sagittarius, when we're going to be pulled to stand up for what we truly believe in, that will start in November too. Mm -hmm. We're going to be pulled more and more into an evolving world that's going to feel like it's overwhelming and we can't handle it. And we're going to have to say, no, we can't stop. Don't run. Stay right, right here. We can handle it. That's, that's programming that makes us feel like we won't make it. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Yeah. And so then the work becomes very clear to me of like, okay, if we're going to make it through and our job, our role, our work, our like awareness is being required for us to pay attention to where the suffering's at, where people are being isolated, where we are disconnecting from the bigger picture of like, how do we come back to that? And I think having these conversations is obviously like one of the ways that you and I are coming back to it. Like, okay, then we are going to be the evidence as you will. Like we are going to say it, we're going to talk about it. We are going to explore it. We're going to draw people around us that are aware and able to have these conversations. And like that whole piece of self-care of like, how do you stay in your integrity then? How do you take care of yourself? When shit's hitting the fan, how the fuck are you going to show up for yourself? Like, because this whole, if we know that suffering is going to be begging our names and trying to entice us at any point in time, the mission becomes even more clear of like, okay, well, how do you ward off that voice by making sure your cup is so full that no matter what it comes calling, no matter how sweet that gold may appear, that you are completely fulfilled on your own with your community, with people that are truth tellers and truth seekers as well. And oh, hopefully, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, that's threading the needle. Mm -hmm. It's getting into that one spot of being so well, there is no story of you can't make it. That is convincing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, that's work to do. It's work to do. And we, and I mean, we've, we've, well, we don't have to, but I would hope that we take it past privilege. Yeah. Think about the people who have no access to clean water. Everyone mm -hmm. should. No access to clean food. Everyone should. Right. 
no, I mean, like people who are like, oh, I, I just hurt my arm. Hope it's not broken. Right. Because they, they can't go to the doctor. Right. We have to look past our own immediate needs and be like, does everyone have access to this? Or right. where we're lacking, where right. we're lacking in connection. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, almost every person I talk to, clients, friends, and otherwise, feels isolated and alone. Mm-hmm. There's a problem with that. Absolutely. It and keeps that's... us from building together and stronger. Well, and that's the other form of separation and suppression, you know, like, I know, like, this is the age of, like, connectivity and social media is supposed to be connecting us more than ever. And it's also a major era of isolation where if we are experiencing these things and we're like, oh, I can't talk about them publicly because I'm not enough. Who wants to hear my voice? Whatever the storyline we're going through is then it keeps us more in that place of like, okay, well, I cannot connect with the person that's across from me. That guess what? Is also feeling this way. Like they're also a fully yes. experiencing that. Yes. That it that it's that it's without us realizing it, it is actually fostering and breeding and growing isolation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I have to, just like I read astrology charts, I always go into why. Why is this here in the chart? Same, right. same answer here. Why? Look up and really ask why. Mm-hmm. Why is social media, the internet, whatever, all the ways that we connect, an insidious way of drawing us further away from each other during a time when structures are falling? Mm-hmm. You think maybe that's on purpose too? Right. Keep us away from each other. Right. Because it's more, it's easier to affect a single person than it is to infect like the whole, right? Like if the systematic whole, it's just the same thing with cells in the body. Like if our whole entire body from a cellular structure is completely healthy and well, you can introduce a virus in it and it will be completely pushed out. Your body will not fall victim to becoming sick, having cancer, right? It, it can't multiply. But when we have cells that are individually sick and unhealthy and compromised, then that cancer, that virus that comes in can multiply a lot quicker and it does not get kicked out. Our immune system's weakened. And it's the same thing that can happen within our societies when we are dependent upon staying very isolated. It's easier for all of us to stay in that trap of suppression and just oppression, you know, and withholding our true voices and our truths, which is that we are all connected. We are all connected. Part of um, the part of the whole thing about the old systems of control falling down. Uranus is also in Taurus, and it's having us revolutionize what we value, what we find important. Mm-hmm. So, and then the node will go into Cancer. So, one of the things we're going to find important very soon is each other. That everyone mm-hmm. needs care. Um, and Chiron and Aries too. Chiron going from Pisces to Aries happens around liberation movements, mm-hmm. and so all of that is happening at the same time. We can't we. We need to care for each other. What do we value and find important? And healing how we've hurt ourselves and each other. I don't think that we probably liberate people because we feel awesome about the things that we do in life. Right. We probably look up and go, holy shit, what have we done? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. How long does it take normally for Chiron to go through a process? Like when was the last time we saw Chiron and Aries together? 77, I think. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, and, and the last time... Uh, the last time Chiron was in Aries, it left uh, it left Aries in 77. I think I'm going to double check the date while we're talking. Um, it left Aries in 70, in I think May of 77, but we discovered it, I think, in November of 77. Uh-huh. So that means that every sign in the Zodiac has had a Chiron transit with us knowing what Chiron is. Right. Except Aries. Huh. This is the first time we're having it, knowing what it is. Oh, how so fascinating. It's like, it's, uh, you know, some people are, are, are thinking that this is going to be painful. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be. It can be that we look up and we're just very honest about how we've hurt ourselves and each other. And Chiron is saying, let's have that not be true anymore. Mm-hmm. Stop doing that. So the way I have looked at Chiron, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because you carry the greater knowledge here, um, is that it is it points like as our sacred wound. Mm-hmm. Ancient wounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and then with it being in Aries, I mean, I am in Aries, but like that's a whole other comp, like a whole other description of what's going on here. So with it being in Aries, 
I would assume that there's some power associated with it, that there is some like movement. Um, and I mean that like things are rearranging, I guess. How else would you describe it? Um, I just found the date. It was, it left in March of 77 and we discovered it in November of 77. Um, how I, how I describe Chiron, it's the wounded healer, right? And um, if you've been listening to me long enough, I've been saying, why do we keep him as the wounded healer? Why can't we allow him to just be the healer? Why do right. we keep him in suffering? As if that there's some kind of masochism going on. Right. And so, uh, but now that he's here, and this is my Chiron return, that happens to be why I'm feeling it potently. Right. Is he will always be the wounded healer because he's able to say the pain that I feel here within myself, I, I can feel that you've got it here within you. Let me help you and then he can sew it up. Mm -hmm. And you've got it here, and you've got it here. Places that you can't reach on your own. It's mm -hmm. coming in to help you. But he's not going to force you. If you want to keep hurting yourself, you can. You're He'll be like, all right, that. call me yeah. when you're done. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it, like sitting in that stew of apathy. Um. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey, Aubrey's a little mad about apathy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a little charged about being apathetic right now, um, for sure. But, it, but you know, so like in the collective, right? In the right. collective, it's saying you have a woundedness going on about how you hurt each other, people. And mm -hmm. we can be like, oh, no, I'm not looking at that. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, well. Yeah. One of the things that I, oh, God, see, I'm so hesitant to bring it up. I'm really scared to talk about this to some degree mm -hmm. is one of the things that I think that I, that I feel like is going to be difficult about Chiron and Aries or the way we're going to make it difficult for ourselves is nobody wants to admit that they're the oppressor. No one does. No. We, we, we all play both sides. It's that if you, if you live in the United States, anyone, you're privileged. Yeah, absolutely. Because there are people on the planet who have no access to water. Mm -hmm. There's people in the United States who don't have access to water. Absolutely. Just having water is a privilege. It is. Like really, it's hard to it's hard to be like, oh God, what have we done? Wow. It's hard. It's and so people difficult. shut down and they hurt themselves more by saying this doesn't apply to me. Well, because it's so much easier to do the self-medicating process, you know, like it's so much easier to be like look at your light aspects. I mean, it's the, it's the balance of shadow and light. It's the divine masculine and divine feminine completely interjected with one another. It's like, it's easier to look at the places where you're in your divinity and yeah, may, maybe I yell or maybe I have road rage or whatever. Like it's very easy to tune those down rather than to fully look into the fact of like, oh, I've walked around with such privilege that I, I completely am condescending to other people being in oppression. That I, I completely will pull up water for this example. Like I will pour a gallon of water and not even recognize the fact that I am grateful for it. That it is such a second nature to me of like, oh yeah, of course I have water. That I have removed myself so greatly from the fact that people don't know what it is like to eat fresh foods. Like I teach people about fresh foods all the time. I have students that I'm teaching that have never had a fresh blueberry in their life. They don't even know what that looks like, let alone the plant that it's grown from. And yet I am, I have fresh blueberries in a pint in my refrigerator and like that being removed from that piece of like, I'm not, it's not lost on me that there's people that do not have access to those things. But that's also a merging of like, shadow and light of looking at the places where we pull that veil over our eyes and are like, no, I don't really want to look at that. I don't want to look at the places where if I were judging myself that I would be judgeable, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, just, uh, just about like things like food, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've, I've had to force myself to think past how does just, this just apply to me? Mm -hmm. Doesn't just apply to me. Right. I mean, I'm I, I, just because I'm older and things like you've been bringing up lately in the work that you do. Thank you. Uh, things about inflammation. Inflammation mm -hmm. starts to become real serious whenever yep. you get into about midlife. Wow. Yeah. Um, things like that totally change my diet. Then I have to stop myself and go, Susan, do you realize that people don't have access to this at all? And right. I'm like, oh shit. And then I have to go. So what are you going to do about it? Right. Just sitting back, going, it sucks for them is privilege. 
It's complete. What are you going to do about it? I mean, like I've, I've thought about like inventing some kind of box you can take off the shelf and it's got uh, dirt and seeds or whatever. So you can grow some kind of vegetables mm -hmm. in your apartment, even yeah. if you're in the middle of the city. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and make it super affordable. Mm -hmm. But things like that. How are we going to start solving problems all the way through instead of staying in our little microcosm and being like, well, you know, all I can do is think about myself. That's, that's not true. Yeah. Or to say like, all I can do is just talk about it. Like I am really very disgruntled with the, with what's going on and the fact that like, oh, all I can do is raise my voice about it, which is more than I have been doing. Don't get me wrong. Like that's more than a lot of people are able to do at this point is to vocalize. Here is how I am vulnerable. This is what I believe. This is me coming out of my own suppression and oppression that I've bought into for thousands of years. That is a huge step in itself. And I do not take that lightly. And I also know that there is greater work that can be done to take your food example. Like there, it's not just enough to be like, for me personally right now, it's not enough for me to be like, oh, you know, I have access, I'm growing a garden. Other people down the road don't have that. I can give them food of mine, but what else can I do? Like, what are my actionable items um, that I can deliver like more of an impact on this balance of the shadow and light, this balance of like connecting me to my neighbors. Um, that's really something that I've been struggling with of like, what, where are the actionable items that I can take rather than just using my voice? Right. And so at, so we're going to go through, uh, Mars retrograde and then Mars will go direct again. I think it's, we're at Mars goes direct, I think August 27th. So it's going to be June 26th to August 27th. I think whenever the we Mars get out of retrograde, retrograde, and then we'll go direct. Mm -hmm. yep. And then, and then, and then it'll be Mars starts going through Aquarius and moves on right now. We're at a holding spot of <clears throat> try not to detach yourself to the point where you feel like you don't care. This is just how it is or whatever. Right but we will get back into action again. And during that time is whenever, remember Jupiter is going to go into Sagittarius. You have to stand up for what you truly believe in. Mm -hmm. Uranus is going to go through a retrograde period, but it'll go forward again going, what do you find important? Come on. What mm -hmm. do you find important? It's not just about like your Mercedes. Like <laughs> I like that example because I remember when I had a Mercedes, I thought I was hot shit. And now I don't have a Mercedes and I'm like, it's just a car. Who cares? Right. Right. <laughs> right. But we got into it for a while, like I did too, you know, completely. It's, it's what do we really find important? Right. Are children important to us? Mm -hmm. Is food important to us? Do we care about the planet? I think that we do. It's just people are like, I don't know. I got to pay rent. Right. You know what I mean? But we, we got to start thinking past just survival. If we stay in survival mode in our cages, we're screwed. Yeah, there well, has to be a way to engage with each other. Mm -hmm. And to do, I mean, like the action I think comes from that, from choosing to engage with one another is like, you know, I always just go back to Brene Brown's work. I don't know if you've read her work at uh -huh. all. And like that, the tenets of just being willing to be vulnerable, to expose ourselves with other people. And like, I really truly believe it like that, if we can drop the facades and the bullshit of like, oh, well, I have this house, I have this car, I have this job, I live in this state, I, whatever it may be, and we can drop the storylines of all the ways that we have kept ourselves distanced from other people and really get into the heart of the matter of like, I have, I'm a mother like, and I have a child. And it makes, when I hear of other children suffering, that does something into me. I can feel that in my heart and mm -hmm. I can feel it very deeply because I can resonate with those people that are going through something similar. And, and me being vulnerable is one, saying that. It's two, acknowledging that like I'm having that emotional experience and how can I help? Like how can I actually be of service to other people that are in those places that are having that physical hurt right now because that's what helps me connect. Yeah, that's the thing about <clears throat> the apathy part about this doesn't affect me or it's not happening to me or right. you're removed from it in some way. The, the children part is, 
for I've, I've got a child too. It's mm -hmm. easy for me to tap into when you see right. things happening to mothers and children. Mm -hmm. We can't say that's not happening to me. Yeah, it is. Right. It's happening to all mothers. Yes. It's happening to all children. Mm -hmm. Because what if it was happening to you? Wouldn't you want Susan to be like, holy shit, we got to help Aubrey. Right. Yeah. You don't yeah. want people to go, oh, Aubrey will figure it out. <laughs> like, we right. wouldn't do that. And I think it's, it's just so interesting because it's to varying degrees. You know, like, I think that is a really raw description. And I think, I hope at least I should say that, is that a lot of people can see where you're coming from in that type of oppression. But then the, the oppression is happening to the environment. Like, mm -hmm. I live by a lake and it's all wooded and then they've come in and bulldozed over 500 acres to put in thousands of homes and all of the animals are displaced, you know, and like the whole ecosystem is changing. And like, those are the things when you talk about like, what is important to you and what do you stand for? Like, I think that's a harder reach for a lot of people because we've gotten so removed. We've become so isolated in our cages that we don't understand like how we are, functioning atoms and energy and organisms within this larger microcosm of an, an atom of an energy of a organism. Like we are all interconnected. And I don't just mean that from you and me as human beings, but like from the trees is that's growing next to me from the stream that's flowing next to me. Like it's all interrelated. Yeah, that's, that's a big, big part of Uranus going through Taurus is we're going to have to understand that we are the stewards of the planet. And if she dies, we all die. Mm -hmm. You know, the, not being able to breathe, not being able to grow food that being nature destroyed is making us sick too. Mm -hmm. She's sick. We're sick. Right. Yeah. There's, so um, Tell me if this is accurate. It seems like I'm reading often that the thing about not being able to handle gluten anymore or inflammation, things like that, those are environmental issues that, that, the human, that the human body system is starting to break down because we put so many poisons in it. Is that yes. accurate? That's completely accurate. We don't know how to decode the food anymore because we're not eating whole foods anymore. When, I mean, where we once grew up, our ancestry was all that you grew your own, no matter where you lived in this world. Like, it doesn't matter where, I'm not talking about in the United States now, I'm talking about everywhere. Like, you grew your own food. Um, and if you wanted that bread, guess what? You grew the wheat to make the bread. You had the chickens that laid the eggs. Yeah, like you put, had some sort of start from letting something sit out so it could have a yeast mold on it. And then that's how you made your bread. We could very clearly be like, okay, these are the three ingredients that made that little salt. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look on the ingredient list, there's all these byproducts because we've taken, and we, this is such a, it's such an example of what's happened in, in, in society as well. We have taken the wheat and we've pulled bits and pieces out of it and we've isolated them as well. Mm -hmm. right? And then we're interjecting, oh, that piece works really well in making this fluff up. That piece works really well in giving you some B vitamins. This piece works really well as a leveling agent. And then we've compounded it again. And now our body is consuming bits and pieces of fragmented foods. And we have no idea how to decode them. We have no idea how to process them or digest them. And there's reactivity. And I think this is what I mean from like the inflammation talks that I do of like, the inflammation happening in your body is not happening just in your body. That is happening in the world as well. Mm -hmm. this isolation piece that is being stripped from the wheat is happening in our societies. Like just because your body is inflamed, there's a larger inflammation going on outside of you. And if you can calm the inflammation internally, you can calm it externally. That, and it's, it's an echo of what you were saying before. Get yourself as well as possible. So no narrative of you're not going to make it or you can't survive or you're not independent or get back into your mm -hmm. cage. It won't make any sense. Right. Like, make it, make it true within yourself. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then because it affects the world that you're in. Right. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I may, I don't, I may, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it up again and again, because I didn't realize the impact of things like inflammation until it started to really affect me, like really yeah. making me sick. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, shit, I don't think people know about this mm -mm. and it's real. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to, I mean, 
personally, I would rather people not wait until like, I'm going to be 45 this year. Don't wait that long. Right. Address it early so we can fix the systemic problem because you shouldn't be looking up going, oh, wow, my body's breaking down right. just because it can't handle this kind of food anymore. And I think it's just such a bigger picture too of like, I mean, I use food as just this catalyst for a bigger picture of like, that's the detachment, right? The detachment storyline is, oh, I don't have to pay attention to inflammation or inflammation's not infecting me, or I don't have to monitor what I'm eating until I'm at this point in time when I wake up and I have cardiovascular disease or I have high cholesterol and they're putting me on cholesterol meds, like all of a sudden, but like it's that storyline of like, how many places are we detaching from ourselves? How many places are we choosing suppression over and over and over again, whether it is through our actual diets or the company that we're fucking keeping or mm -hmm. the fact that we're not talking, like we're not speaking our truths to people. Like what are those ways? Because every way that we choose them, it's happening systematically across the board. And it's also furthering the suppression and the oppression that we're dealing with. Yeah. That's Chiron and Aries is, so I was saying it's going to be healing how we've hurt ourselves and each other. The first 10 right. degrees of, of Chiron and Aries will be how we've hurt ourselves. So this is going to become, we're going to become very aware of how we've been beating the shit out of ourselves, um, whether it's in relationships or in how we work ourselves to death, or we're feeding our body a bunch of toxins that's breaking us down, whatever, how we've hurt ourselves, that will turn outward to how we've hurt each other more and more and more. But right now that concentration, especially, and with Uranus and Taurus, what do we find important? That what you're bringing up is really important. It's so interesting that you're saying this too, because like, I think I told you the other day that I had, um, started i've kept journals since i was in sixth grade mm -hmm. journal my heart out like that because i'm an only child so like that was my i did not have people to talk to right like that was what i talked to so journal my heart out and then all of a sudden i have had like this major inspiration of like now's the time for me to go back through all of my childhood journals up until like right now because i'm still journaling i've never stopped journaling and really reflect on what are these patterns? Where have I chosen these things? And I have such a deep mourning of my sacred self. Um, and I'm doing Ho'oponopono, it's like nobody's business mm -hmm. because I have stepped out on myself in such a way in relationships and jobs and my belief patterns of who I am and what I can give to this world that I am mournful. And I'm mournful because I left myself in a lot mm. of ways. And I'm seeing that in society too. So it's like coupled right now of like, I'm really mourning the loss of myself, but I'm also mourning the loss of like people that I'm engaged with not knowing how to step out of their patternings or not being able to choose that, right? Or not being willing to choose that. And like, I see myself in them and there's just this deep sadness of like, man, I love you and forgive me because that is really hard to go through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think about that often, like, again, it's a Chiron and Aries thing mm -hmm. that when you really think about how you've abandoned yourself or you've pushed yourself too hard mm -hmm. or you said, I'm tough. I did, this is a little thing that comes up a lot for Chiron and Aries people is I'm strong enough to take this wham. And they mm -hmm. keep taking blows after blows. Like I'm strong enough. No, nah, you're not. Stop. Right. right. The ways that you've abandoned yourselves, that's a violent act we do to ourselves. Yeah. We like, don't have to, it up, you know, yeah. and we don't, we don't have to. And the, the, the ultimate effect of Chiron and Aries, my opinion at this point, is that we'll be healing how we use our inner masculine. The inner masculine mm -hmm. is not meant to beat the shit out of the vulnerable and feminine and, and, and uh, openness that we have. It's meant to protect it. Mm -hmm. So like, like our own inner masculine, whenever we're like, I'm tired, be like, suck it up, get back to work. That's mean. Right, That's yeah, yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. how we, how we use our strength to protect ourselves more and then protect each other mm -hmm. I think is ultimately what's going to come out of that. But then first we got to face how we've fallen into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the big work to do right now, especially I think as we are preparing for what is coming with the full moon and just like all of the transitions that are happening, you know, I think that's, that's major work. Like I don't take what we're talking about lightly in the sense of like, Oh, you're just going to wake up one morning and you're just going to realize all of the ways that you have chosen your own suffering and your own suppression and how it's happening systematically in society. And then, you know what, vamos, like it's done, it's over with, like, 
we're talking about major work that requires like some serious self-commitment. Yeah. I mean, and just like I was saying before about nobody wants to admit that they are the oppressor right. or they're the yeah. one privileged. People don't want to look at how you've hurt yourselves internally either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like what have you, what have you done to yourself? And, and, and it, it's, it can be small ways like, like sacrificing yourself to make everybody else happy except you. Right. Um, it can be in bigger ways that you tell yourself you're not good enough or you mm -hmm. don't deserve better or be happy with your scraps or right. this is this is probably good enough right it's yeah. like you need more you can expect more out of your connections mm -hmm. just people being nice is it doesn't have to stop there that's a that's a patriarchy thing be yeah. happy with with your quarters yeah and i think that also goes to your previous point about the masculine and the feminine like that's the masculine protecting the feminine of like I think the feminine storyline for a long time is like, well, you know, if they show interest in you, you just accept it. If they yeah. want to take you out on a date, you go out on a date, whatever it may be. Like you just take whatever, the, whatever scrap's handed to you. And I think the masculine that you're speaking about is like, no, actually it's like the big brother really like, no, you're not good enough. Like just because you're kind to her, that doesn't mean that she has to do anything. Like she doesn't have to be with you. Like you don't even talk to her, you know, like, it's really that big, big brotherly type of love. Do you, have you seen that before? Do you know people with big brothers like that? No, hmm. I don't. I would like <laughs> to believe that there's people with big brothers like that. I, well, no, I think in high They're school. They're out there, right? There's gotta be, yeah. In high school, I know one girl that her brother was very much like, yeah, no, he's not good enough for you. Try again. There'll be another one. They'll come again. again. You know, they, but like, that's one that's uh, in my whole entire life. I know one big brother that was like that. I talk to people a lot, but I, well, most of, most of my clients are women. I do have right. some men too, but a lot of times it comes up with women where I talk to them about uh, their Mars or their Saturn. In a lot of cases, they're having to learn to be like a father to themselves or a big brother to themselves or a bodyguard to themselves. And, and, and being like, you got to find that within you where you can stand in front of your own vulnerability and be like, nah, back up. No, mm -hmm. you're not going to take any swipes at her. No. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know. I think we all probably could learn something about that. Again, Chiron and Aries, we're all going to have to learn that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the work we're doing the work yeah I'm grateful that we can have these conversations honestly because it helps me feel like okay I'm not the only one that's aware of these things going on and I you put words to it that I and I've told you this since I've met you like you put words to it that I don't have it's just like I operate off of these energetic sensations where I'm like, okay, I, I'm sensing this. Like these are the themes that are coming up for me, but you actually can give that description of like, okay, because this is what's going on. It's Chiron and Aries. This is what's going on with Mars and Sagittarius or like whatever it may be, you know, like you can actually name it. And that is so liberating for me. I mean, I don't, I, honestly, I'm not even saying this because I'm an astrologer. I mean, honest to God, I don't know how people are going through these kinds of times without knowing the astrology. Cause you can feel like, like the end is coming yeah. or it's too big or we can't do it or fall into the traps where you shouldn't be. Cause you didn't know the trap was there. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Like, and I tell people all the time, like if I, if I tell you we're going up, not down or that you're meant for sacred union, mm -hmm. or that we're supposed to be out here and vulnerable and not run back into detachment or into the old cages. If I didn't have astrology, you could, you should blow me off. Like as if I'm reading from page 55 of the secret, that's not good enough. Like yeah. I have to be able to back my shit up or you can just be like, well, whatever, Susan, probably not. Right. And I think that's, I mean, it's the same sort of thing that you were saying too about um, people not understanding inflammation or, you know, my career path has been in nutrition where like it's this language that is so pertinent on daily basis. It's so pertinent on the daily living. And yet it's elusive to so many people. And I mean, I have to wonder too, is that also programming of suppression of like that you don't understand nutrition and what makes your body well because guess what? Maybe there's systems in place that want you to be really ill and dependent upon the system for getting healthcare and dependent upon the system for medicines and things like that. And I also have to believe that like, why would astrology and understanding 
the fact that we live on a planet that is rotating with other planets surrounding it, like why would that information not be more accessible? Um, mm-hmm. To be un- to be in awareness of what are the bigger themes that are happening, not only just individually but collectively. Let, right. So you're saying where is information being kept from us on purpose? Yeah. 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 To keep us dependent. To keep mm-hmm. us dependent. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Not anymore because we're going to talk. Blow the fucking lid off of it. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking it up. Yeah. I always get so worked up about this because when I started my um, undergraduate degree, I was doing a bunch of research on like food and how it's raised, right? Because I come from farming. Like my whole ancestry is in farming. My family also farms. And I got really mad because GMOs are out and on the shelves, right? But we don't have any research that's been done about how detrimental they are to our health and to the environment. And if you go into the European Union, you can access all of these huge bodies of research that show actually a lot of different research that has been withheld in the United States from scientists from publishing. And at that point in time, when I had that realization, I was like, this is pretty fucked. Like that as a scientist, like that is somebody that is studying science that you cannot get unbiased information even though that's wow. what we are supposed to be doing as scientists is creating and researching things in an unbiased manner to present unbiased information. Wow. Yeah. See, when you start seeing that kind of stuff, I don't know, but I don't know how you feel, but I'm like, Oh, I think I'm mad. Wow. Oh, I'm definitely mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, mm, Ragey about that one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but that's also like the the whole thing that we're talking about is like when you start seeing that stuff and you start recognizing it you can't go back you can't pull the veil back over your eyes and be like no I'm gonna look the other way again like yeah mm-hmm. you know like, that place was no is no longer available it's it's gone well and uh that's on purpose too absolutely that you can't make, like Regulus is in Virgo now. The healing god or synergy is coming for everyone. Everyone. Is I don't care who you Regulus are. Is? Regulus marks the leadership of the world, the upper echelons of the world. So for 2,000 years, we were king and kingdom led, Leo. Mm-hmm. In 2012, when our solar system started coming out of darkness, that's the Mayan shift, the end yep. of the Mayan calendar. Same year, Regulus clicked into Virgo. Now the leadership of the world is who's of service, who is taking care of the planet, who is uh, building webs together to solve problems. Mm-hmm. It's coming for everyone. I don't care who you are. Right. And, and then also uh, the things that are happening in Capricorn, which over time we'll talk about this more and more, but um, in 2020, Saturn will cross Pluto, Jupiter will be there. That hasn't happened since the 13th century. Wow. The, that will not be uneventful, okay? <laughs> like yeah. There's going to be a shift in control, and, and it doesn't matter how, ma- how badly you want to maintain your control, you're going to lose it anyway. Mm-hmm. These systems are coming down no matter what. Mm-hmm. And you, can, you can't make Regulus go backwards. You can't make the solar system go backwards. You can't undo what's happening in Capricorn. So it's, it's us becoming more and more aware and more and more engaged and feeling like we want to take action and being like, oh, somebody's got to do something. It might be me. Wow. That's on purpose too. It's not just the things that are take, pushing us down that are on purpose. It's also the things that are liberating us that are on purpose as well. Yeah. That's definitely the key word I keep seeing is like that liberation and like that flight of the Phoenix of like shit can be crumbling down and in flames, but yet there is, it's like, you know, uh, Mr. Rogers, you know, it's like always look for the helpers when things are going down. Like Mm -hmm. there's, there is that rising up. And even though like it, you know, that whole conversation about ignorance is bliss, even though that's so enticing to stay in our cages, to say a lure of like the sweetness of like the bigger job or the bigger house, whatever. There's also such liberation that happens in the vulnerability of like, you know what? that's not what sets my soul on fire. That's not what's going to make the difference in the world. That's not what's going to create the society and the collective that I want to be an active participant in. That's not the world that I want my child to inherit at all. And I'm liberated because I can see those things, because I can take action, because I can choose to do them differently than 
I've ever done them or people before me have done so far. That's right. And, and there will be a lot of doing things that you've never seen done before, you personally. Mm -hmm. Because I, I've been saying this for a while, that if it's already been done, it's already dead. Like there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's a, a wave of new coming in that we've never seen before. I mean, it's, it's going to crank way up in the coming years, mm -hmm. way up. It's just like, um, you know, whenever I was coming up, there was no internet. There right. were no computers, okay? Right. <laughs> um, and, and, and just in the last, I don't know, 20 years since, since the internet has taken on, the, look at how the world has completely changed since Absolutely. then, right? Absolutely. It's going to be something bigger than that. Yeah. Something bigger than that. It always and, reminds me of like the rapid boiling, you know, like the, it starts off slowly, but then the boil starts to go really fast. And it's like, te I think of Tesla's solar panels and mm -hmm. like cars that are driverless, like that sort of stuff. Like it just feels like that's the momentum that is happening. Um, and yeah, they're, they're talking about nanobots going into the body to fix what's mm -hmm. broken or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, my son's 10 and he reads science stuff and he's, he tells me that we'll be going to Mars within our lifetime. Mm -hmm. Like we'll be, we'll individually, personally be taking trips to Mars within our lifetime. And I'm like, is that true? And he's like, I read it in a magazine. I'm like, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> take it for it. Yeah. I mean, what would it take though? I mean, I had a cabbie out in um, Pittsburgh that was like, in our lifetime, we're going to be able to teleport. And I was like, you really believe this? And he was like, yeah, I believe you would be able to teleport. And I was like, that would be some cool ass shit. I'll tell you that much. Like I, I would be into it. And what would it take to create those things? Like what would it really take to create that society and that collective consciousness where we are uplifted, where suppression and suffering is completely wiped out, deleted? Mm -hmm. it, it'll it'll take a it'll it'll take some time it will um, take time and crumbling and crumbling mm -hmm. um but there there is new information new thinking new technology that's on the horizon too mm -hmm. and you're an aquarius rising so you'll like this um some people are saying it's gonna take aliens and you're like yeah yes. shit yeah bring yes. it in yeah <laughs> <laughs> completely i'm like yeah bring them. when do they get here <laughs> Every yes. time I tell a, a strong Aquarius person that they're like, uh, I think they're already here. I'm like, oh, of course you do. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a little Aquarius. So yeah, I like that note. <laughs>